0: Hello and welcome to this number 8 podcast of uh, Women's Tennis Talk. And I am Sophie Amiak and you are? Sue And guess what Sue, I am not with you. I am actually in Cape Cod enjoying my time. I'm a very lucky girl, but not as lucky as you are because I wish I was with you. You are on site, you at Wimbledon. And uh, tell us about how it feels for this fortnight upcoming and how many years have been doing that?
1: Oh my goodness, do you know what? The day before Wimbledon... It's a bit like Christmas Eve because you get down to SW19 and you feel such a sense of anticipation 24 hours before the championship start. The order of play comes out. All the top players are doing media interviews. Everything is set. The flowers look immaculate. The courts look like billiards tables. They they just look amazing. It, it, and it's just that feeling of anything and everything is possible over the course of the next two weeks for everybody. It is just the most wonderful thing and and for me i've been going down there 20 years i started Ah, going down i know i know so it's Um, an anniversary
0: for you that's a big one i
1: feel like i should have a party (laughs) um but yeah i started going to wimbledon in 1998 for the bbc for breakfast television and so let me tell you i have been at wimbledon at four o'clock in the morning and it's just as thrilling as it is at four o'clock in the afternoon in the heat of the sun watching Serena and Venus do battle on Court. It's just the most amazing experience. And if you do ever get the chance to go, uh, apply for tickets in the ballot, honestly, it is as a sporting occasion, the best experience, I think, in terms of uh, an international sports event. Yeah, and I think, there I've said yeah. it. that's what I think it really is.
0: Yeah, and the history and uh, the prestigious, I mean, I had a, a, a friend of mine ask me and said, he, you know, why is it so special? I said, because it's uh, such a prestigious and uh, the, the history of uh, of tennis and, and just the beauty of the site makes it that most of the players, you know, think it's, you know, one of the best, if not the best tournaments uh, in the calendar and certainly in, in the slams and in the, in the majors.
1: I think all the slams have their own Unique identity, don't they? But there is something about Wimbledon that's very quintessentially English. It's what you imagine, uh, you know, kind of an English summer afternoon tea, strawberries and cream, that kind of thing. It's what people associate, rightly or wrongly, uh, with their image of England. And um, it, it has all of that, you know, by the bucket load. And, uh, but there's just an atmosphere there and the sense of history weighs very heavy but very pleasantly around the place. You know, the legends that have played there down the years. And Centre Court, as a sporting amphitheatre, the thing that I love most is when I walk up to my commentary box tomorrow and I'll be up there, I would say, lunchtime, local time, before certainly play starts on, on Centre, of course, and there'll be people arriving who've never been up before before and they'll, they'll walk up the steps and the minute they walk out through a gangway and emerge at the top of the staircase and look out on center court every single time it's someone's first time they all go ah because they're just so blown away by actually being there because it's smaller than you think it's going to be the tv pictures make it look bigger than it is it's actually quite an intimate arena but yeah. it's just yeah. the most amazing you know so if you've been yeah. There loads oh yeah of times, i mean
0: i've been there on you know obviously different occasion and mostly as a player um, but i i came back about uh, three years ago when uh, kerber played against uh, Serena in the final and Serena won that one and I had the privilege of commentating for the BBC radio that final mm. and from a point of view that is so different because I was you know on those little area down below right level of the of the court uh, right. in, yeah. in a room exactly that was what like what mean. two meters square and we were three people yeah, in there yeah. tiny boxes it was such a different experience for me and I also Mm. had access to the new facility because uh, my friend Sandrine Testu really treated me well that year I was playing in the legend gave me a pass as a player guest so I was like you know I was amazed by how it changed because I didn't I I don't think I was backed at Wimbledon for like the last 20 years or, or more so for me it was as a player and coming back and it never gets old. That's one thing. But no. in, anyways, this is Wimbledon. And if uh, if you haven't been there, you have to go because it is absolutely grand. And uh, grand is not even uh, giving the right term to express how wonderful it is as an experience. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about, uh, you know, looking at the draw and what's going on. And let's talk first about, you know, the tournaments leading to Wimbledon. What do you think, Sue? Because you've covered some of them, obviously. I
1: have. I saw, uh, I saw some of Den Bosch in between... The heavy rain and some of Nottingham also again in between the heavy rain. Um, Alison Risk blew me away, but she always plays really well on the grass. It, she really thrives on that surface, and the way she came back in the final against Kiki Bettons was outstanding. Yeah. I mean, she's one of the players you do not want to see with your name next to hers in the draw, no question about it. Um, for Kiki, well, I think we'll talk our our, our favourites and our kind of runners and riders in the Wimbledon draw in a bit, but she would certainly be right up there. She's had such a wonderful season and we will never know what she might have done at the French but for that illness that she uh, contracted and had to retire during her match. So uh, she will definitely be a contender and and, and she'll, you know, get over the disappointment. You always learn things. Sophie, you know this, when you have those matches where you don't quite come out on top. You pull up a little short for one reason or another. It looked like it was in the palm of her hands and it slipped through her fingers a little bit. But that is because Alison Riss played such great tennis. So Yeah, and... um, uh
0: yeah, and Burton's was up six love four one and uh, and yeah. risked, you know, save five match points and, and being on home soil I think was also, you know, for Bertens, very difficult to play on home soil as well as it was great, you know, you, you didn't mm-hmm. want to disappoint and I think as as you know, Alison Risk started coming back, she kind of felt the feeling of, Oh my god, I am not I am not gonna lose that match. I'm at home, I mm-hmm. need to you know. So it got harder and harder, but you know, kudos to uh, Alison Risk who like you said can uh, really raise our game on, on ground it was her second career title i mean the first one was yes. Tianjin that was in 2014 and uh, you know she has had amazing results in asia alice i has. didn't know that and I, I saw you know a record she she won Tianjin in 2014 but she's she has yeah. six finals in tournaments on wta tour and one was Shangzen in 2019 this year the other one was, again, again Shenzhen in 2017 and 16, mm-hmm. and Tianjin also finalist uh, in 2016. So it's to tell that maybe she wants to play mostly in Asia, that one, if she wants to win <laughs> more titles, because she's very close every time. So
1: But I tell you what, last year at Den Bosch, I watched her in a quarterfinal against Coco van der Wey, and I think she had five or six match points. Coco had seven, and Coco just won it in the third set tiebreak, but it was the most titanic tussle between the two it could have easily have gone either way she played wonderfully again there and but for that result coming up a little short in that tie break she would have had another even better run at den Bosch last year so she she really comes alive on the grass so she's going to be dangerous certainly at Wimbledon I tell you who else will be Donna Vekic and I was impressed with her in Nottingham and Caroline Garcia as well because she is finally beginning to to get back to the kind of form we know she's capable of. She's had a really topsy-turvy year. Fantastic in the Fed Cup, but really struggled to find consistency elsewhere on the tour. Just came up short in Strasbourg, didn't she, ahead of the French Open against Jastrzemska. That was a difficult defeat to take, but she bounced back so well at Nottingham, I thought. And again, just... I don't know if you agree with me but one or two signs I think that she is beginning to get back to something like her best.
0: Yeah, well, she's going to have to be more consistent in, you know, in the major to go all through the through the major to to go the distance. I don't I don't think Garcia can win Wimbledon personally, but I think that she's a floater and can be dangerous. But you know she was down a set to Vekic in the final of Nottingham, down two six, and won the last two back to back tiebreak, playing really good tiebreak in the third set. I mean just raising uh. her game and her returner serve was important. But you know it's uh it, it's too inconsistent for me, but consistent enough to win another title for her and then there was Mallorca oh wow yeah what a that surprise was a, that another was another
1: amazing final wasn't it yeah Bencic had her chances but Sophia Kennan again she was the champion wasn't she at Auckland at the start of the year I mean and took Serena out at the French Open she's just continued that really rich vein of form I mean Her star is rising rapidly and rapidly, and I think she was a deserving champion. I felt a little bit for Belinda Bencic, but again, it just speaks to how well she's made her comeback from all the injury issues that she's had this year, you know, to to get to another final, almost pick up another title. She won in the Middle Eastern swing, didn't she, in Dubai, but so close.
0: Yeah so and save three um, match points again against Benchich yeah. as Benchich was was up and there is such a bravado about the young american i think she's only 20 for you know for, people have to remember that she looks so much older i think on the court as far as i'm concerned uh, maybe, you know, the, the Russian roots, because she was born in Russia, although she didn't really live in Russia. She moved uh, to the United States with her parents right away a few months after her birth. But you have to think that that mentality is really the Russian mentality on the court. I mean, she is so tough that What she really showed when she played against uh, Serena Williams at Roland Garros, when she beat Serena, and to me, the attitude on the court was so provocative. And I think Serena didn't quite enjoy that one, although... The kid has some guts and she's out there just fighting on every surfaces.
1: Yeah, she is. She's got she's got everything in her game, I think. And, and, and yeah, the way she survived that test against Serena, because when Serena found herself in the situation she did at Roland Garros, she's a champion. She does not want to go down in those circumstances. And she threw everything at Sophia Kennan and it all came back. And she kept her nerve. It's the mentality and the focus in those situations. That's where you learn so much about yourself. And, and we learn so much about players in, in terms of where they might end up going. And the fact that she could weather that storm and come through that and combat the nerves. Because you're going to get nerves when you're facing a great player like Serena. And you have a chance to knock her out at a slam. You're going to get yeah. nervous. And it
0: did really but, fade her. I mean, I thought she really took it. I mean, playing on Court on, on philippe Chatrier on the main court against one of the biggest names in the game of tennis, if not the biggest, I mean, she took that and I think they came back after rain delay the next day or something like this. And I was, I was amazed to see how, and I've I've been amazed really to uh, see how she's so mature out there. And uh, I really think that the Russian mentality is, uh, is a big plus and our, our dad is our coach. Uh, Russian born and uh, so anyway it's it's good to see and uh, it's good to see you know new faces and an American on top of that not to be biased as as I am the Franco-American here (laughs) Uh, but anyway going into uh, well let's talk about uh, Birmingham hello Birmingham oh
1: well hello Ash Barty world number one hey I know you know that young woman could do no wrong and what a way to be Yulia Gerg is one of her great friends to win Back to back titles, become the world number one and lay down a real marker as if she hadn't done that already ahead of Wimbledon. I mean, she's just had the most unbelievable last month or so, hasn't she?
0: I would say so. And she mentioned it. And, you know, she keeps being so humble about it all. And I, I love this for a 24 year old. I think the fact that she stopped playing for a couple of years and decided that she was too young and she there was too much to take too much pressure when she was one of the top junior and went to play cricket and decided at that age at 18 I said oh I'm going to I'm going to quit I'm like who does that who has the maturity to do that and it's exemplary and she's so humble talks about her team it would never be anything without my team we 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 that's all she says I love that kid
1: yeah, I think she's got everything, and she, I mean, she she can dominate at Wimbledon if she if she can bring the kind of form that she has played, this kind of tennis that she's played over the last few weeks and months, she can really have a phenomenal run. Right. I think she made third or fourth round last year for the first time. Um, at Wimbledon she's going to go a lot further than that well, I think although that said she does have an, a tricky section of the draw we'll talk about that in a second but yeah. before we talk about the draw in detail Carolina Pliskova coming back to form with a second Eastbourne title as well against Angelique Kerber Kerber having taken out Hallop earlier in the week in Eastbourne I mean Pliskova again is another player who you will look at in the Wimbledon draw she'd never been beyond the fourth round that was her best effort at Wimbledon last year first time she made week two there so so she's been a kind of a slow burn on the grass, which you kind of feel might have come a little bit earlier for her, a little bit sooner. But she's someone that you cannot rule out of the conversation at all, isn't she?
0: I keep saying it, you know, Conchita Martinez, Conchita Martinez, Conchita Martinez. I mean, I think, <laughs> well, I think, you know, Conchita and the, the the reason I think one of the reasons Plushkova won Rome is because having Conchita Martinez wanted herself, I think, four or five times and four times in a row, if I remember correctly, uh, on the uh, clay, I think it's huge to have that in you know that person on your team that knows how to win and knows how to win this kind of tournament she sure knows how to win also Wimbledon so it will be very interesting to see Conchita uh, you know with Pliskova at Wimbledon you know Pliskova 26 aces total in the tournament in Eastbourne I mean flawless tennis coming to the net more often which I thought was a difference and uh, you know didn't lose a set Pliskova throughout the whole tournament to win it for the second time
1: Well, she was the difference, wasn't she, when Garbine Muguruza won the Wimbledon title? It was because Conchita was there and making her do the same thing. Come forward, be more aggressive, come forward, use that serve, get to the net, serve, volley, do all the good things that you need to do on the grass that will make you successful. And she did that year, and she was outstanding. And you look at the way Glishkova played in Eastbourne this last week. um, She was, again, incredible. And Angelique Kerber was also playing a very good level, by the way. And she won't be too disappointed with that, that run at Eastbourne. She's got matches under her belt on the grass and she'll feel really good as she prepares, you know, for her Wimbledon title defense. And uh, But the draw, oh
0: my goodness Yeah, me. Well, Should
1: we talk about the draw? Let's so, start. I
0: mean- well, in that draw, four women have a chance to overtake uh, the world number one Ashley Barty. So that's how good the draw is and that's how complicated it is and that's how the depth of women's sense keeps continuing to uh, impress, uh, you know, all of us, me included, and uh, the four that are... Potential number one would be Naomi Osaka, of course. At number two, Karolina Plushkova At number three, Kiki Bertens. At number four, and Petra Kvitova. Number six. So, yeah, let's go down the draw. Let's start. Uh, let's start with the upper draw and uh, let's let's uh, get our conversation going.
1: Well, let's let's talk Serena because everyone wants to talk about Serena when it comes to Wimbledon. The amount of titles she's won. The still the unfinished business with trying to match Margaret Court. And she's had injury issues this year. She says she's fit. Patrick Maratoglu says she's fit now. The knee's been a really big problem, bigger perhaps than they let on at the time. And they say that she's playing pain-free now and she's ready to hit the grass of SW19 and make a real charge for this 24th Grand Slam title. But, Sophie, you look at her draw. Oh, my goodness me. There are three former... Board number ones I think in that section Galbine Muguruza Maria Sharapova and Angelique Kerber and Ash Barty isn't a million miles away from her either and you just wonder if she is to match Margaret Court and this is the year she does it she will deserve it beyond any kind of deserving because the section of the draw she's in is just horrible.
0: Without a doubt. That is uh, the toughest part of the draw here at Wimbledon this year. But, you know, going back to Serena Williams, and I'm going to say it again, I think I did mention that in the last podcast, but I really think the biggest mistake for her was to play in Roland-Garros. I think that was wrong, wrong, wrong. I'm going to tell you why. Number one, and Patrick Rottoglou says it, her preparation for the Roland-Garros and French Open was not adequate because she was dealing with pain. So she can really get ready for Roland Garros. And you know that if she's dealing with pain with her knee, if her movement is not great, if her shape is not great, which she was not totally physically in better, she was in better shape than she's been, without a doubt. Uh-huh. Much better yeah. than it was, you know, when she played in Indian Wells, and uh, but but in Miami, but not yet to the shape where you want to be if you want to win a slam right now or a major because of the competition. And on top of mm, that, right. you think about, okay, what are the odds for her to win on clay? Very very small odds comparing to hard or grass. Grass without mentioning the probably the highest odds for her are at Wimbledon for her to win another major. So why play there? Why not rest and take at least two or three weeks, you know, for the clay season to get your knee better to practice on grass to play maybe one tournament before leading to Wimbledon, wherever it would be, Eastbourne or, you know, a lower tournament, who knows, and then come into the grass with really the expectation of winning and pain-free by that time. I just think yep. that they wasted time. I think that they're, and it's hard for me to believe that at this stage of how professional this all team is, and how much tennis and how much they've, they've been there, done that, that they would make that decision to play at Orlando. So that was in parentheses. Now that's where we are. Now the draw is hard. And I don't believe that Williams is going to win this tournament. I really don't. I don't see it.
1: No, I don't see it either, I have to say. No. So if if we don't see Serena winning it, what, where do you think? Where are you going to start well, so with I your think, predictions? Where I would think,
0: you? Yeah, I think for me, she will go and go into the, the quarters against uh, Muguruza and beat Muguruza, maybe get to the, the semifinals, because I think Muguruza is going to beat Barty. <laughs> That's my you prediction. Do. Yeah, I don't think, you know, I think I think Barty's party is going to be tough to uh, replica here. And I'm going to tell you, you know, I'm going to tell you what, uh, you know, First of all, Barty's choice not to play Eastbourne, thank you very much, was the best choice of all. It's and, a smart one. Yeah. It's a smart one. And I knew it and I called it before it happened. I mean, I said, uh, not, not needed. You just win Birmingham, get some rest, get your body rested because you're going to have a lot of tough matches to play on the, on the grass at Wimbledon. She did it. And in comparison to, I'm going back to it, Andre Big mistake for her after yes. Indian Wells yeah, injured yeah. She's to out, go play she? yeah. and she's still out and she's still yeah. nursing that shoulder and what a shame that is when that kid was so confident after Indian Wells. What a mistake that was on her team. And uh, you know, it is you know, we talk about what a champion is. Well a champion is somebody who has people on her team that obviously are looking for their best interest, but champion are also the one who make the best decision when things like this happen. And it's, it's them, it's the team, it's the agent, it's everybody around them. And you have to tip your hat to one person that I know who did the best for his career. And that's the reason he's still there. That's the reason he's still at the top. And it's Roger Federer. Take yeah. example. Talk to a guy like that. Ask yeah. a question. Why not? Have him as a consultant, you know, for young player. I mean, I'm sure he would be the first one to help out, especially anybody who is not really threatening him. Okay on the women's tour. So anyway, that's sidebar, but I think Ash Barty is going to, uh, I don't know. I think to me, Muguruza, who is something to prove is going to prove it here. And I see her going to the quarters against Williams. That's my take. I see Williams Kerber in the fourth round. Um, yep. and I see Williams coming through. You do. Yeah. Okay. So Williams okay. semifinals on my, on my side, on this one.
1: Wow. Okay. So I'm going to completely go against everything you just said. Excellent. <laughs> and say I think I I don't see Muguruza. For a start, she's playing her dad Maya, who can be tricky. She's had all sorts of injury problems. She's coming back to some consistency this year. Yeah, qualifying in round one, she could catch her cold. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, you're right. And so I I I just if she can, if Muga if, if, if comes through that, she will have either Harriet Dart or Christina McHale. I think Christina McHale just came through qualifying also. Yep. Um, Lucky and not loser. quite the force that she was. Okay, so I, then I would see her in the third round, but I think Barty will get there, no problem, right. and I think she'll be too good. So, um, so then I don't see Serena making it to the semis, so I, I'm going to yeah, I think Ash Barty's going to have an amazing Wimbledon. I just re- I just okay. really do. She's, her game is so full of confidence right now. And that yeah. backhand slice on the grass, she oh, I yeah, so it. well. Listen, I love my heart is there. for
0: Barty. I, I totally yeah. want Barty to win this one back-to-back because, uh, you know, back-to-back uh, slams. And not only that, I I would love nothing else. But I don't feel it yeah. on this one. But, hey, we've all been wrong before. And uh, I hope somebody hears you because I would love nothing else for Barty. So let's keep going.
1: Okay, so Kiki Bentons. I, I have a big feeling for Kiki this year. quarter a finalist last year. Just pulled up short, didn't she, against Julia Gerges. Again, one of her great, great friends. Uh, she's got a nice little section of the draw. Starts against Mandy Manella, and then she would play Arena Rodianova or Taylor Townsend. And then she's into round three, and then anything is possible. It could be Stritzover or Serenko or in round three. I just think she's got the game. She's got the confidence. She's got the power. She's got everything. All right. Nice backhand slice again. She likes coming forward. She's good at the net. Great yep. doubles player. Good hands.
0: And I think... I that, have
1: a really strong feeling for her this year. So, football would I really do?
0: Yeah. I think a valuable lesson was also that she's angry, very hungry for... Uh, not angry. She's angry too, but she's hungry for <laughs> victory in this one. Because uh, for going deep in this one because of what happened and the, the shame that was at uh, Roland-Garros when she had the... Uh, intestinal uh, virus illness and had to withdraw, uh, you know, from, uh, from her match. So I think that, you know, for her, it's like a new day, a new place, uh, everything new, and she's excited. And I, I'm i with you. I see her being in the semifinal against Williams. You see her against Barty then? Yeah,
1: okay. I do. Great. All right.
0: Let's keep okay. on going.
1: All right. So let's go to the other half of the draw then, shall we? Yeah. Um, Karolina Pliskova. Oui, How? oui. Wee oui, wee, oui. yes, yes. <laughs> I think, uh, what do you think? I think this lower half of the draw is perhaps a little bit more. There are people who could tiptoe through that you might not necessarily expect. So f- I'll give you a for instance. So looking at the top half of the draw, Maria Sicari's having a good year, isn't she? Yep. I could see her making the second week because at the top of the draw, Alina Svitalina is still trying to make the comeback from the knee issue. And still looking for matches and wins under her belt. She she starts against Daria Gavrilova. That could turn into a real scrap, couldn't it, between those two? Dasha not quite at her best yet this season either. When you look at that little section, I could just see Maria Sakkari beating Bernardo Pereira in her first round, and it's Buzková or Mona Bartel in round two, mm-hmm. and then Svitolina maybe Gavrilova or Gasparian Freedson. Then all of a sudden, Maria Sakkari is in round four, and then anything's possible. So she's a little dangerous floater to keep your eye on, I think. Looking at the draw,
0: yeah. Um, see, I see Sakari going into the second round. I see actually uh, Gasparian beating Svitolina. And, Do you? Yeah, and Gasparian uh, beating Sakari and playing. I'm I'm going with Brady right there in the fourth round.
1: Oh, are you? Yep. She's had a wonderful season and too. And Brady hasn't in the she? quarters. Against, Do you?
0: Against Pliskova. Wow. Yeah.
1: What about someone like Ostapenko, who's just, I know she's so hot and cold.
0: Exactly.
1: (laughs) Semi-finalist last year. But again, showing one or two signs, isn't she, of coming back to something like her old form?
0: Yeah, I agree. If she comes through the uh, first test with... uh, (laughs) Shea. Shea who hasn't played really, really well on the grass. But I think that, you know, anything could happen when it comes to a a slam, to a major. I mean, you know that she can be actually threatening anyone because she gets so excited herself with majors. Um, so I, I, but I do see Pliskova coming through no matter what into that quarters. And I see quarters, uh, Brady and Pliskova winning that one.
1: You do. Yep. So what's your other quarter then from that?
0: Well, the other the quarter, of the draw? Uh, I think Halep is going to go through uh first, second round and then, uh, probably lose to Azarenka on this one. Yep. And I would think Keys will lo- play Azarenka right there, go through Venus. Uh, Venus, by the way.
1: Wow. Well, by oh, the way. Let's talk about Serena's draw. Yeah. Wow. What about Venus's draw? She starts against Corey Goff. She's...
0: History, unbel- right there.
1: Well, exactly. But, I mean, an unbelievable matchup because she's 15. Uh-huh. She, I watched her last year's in the juniors serving at 120 miles an hour when she was 14. Oh, yeah. So... She is going to be a superstar, but it, it does feel like one of those uh, unbelievable round one matches where you could have a, a, a seismic upset. Corey Goff is more than capable if the occasion doesn't get to her. Right. I think they're going to be on court number one tomorrow yeah. um, of of causing a real upset against the seven-time Grand Slam champion. I think she's won five Wimbledon titles, Venus. That would be uh, headlines around the world if Corey Goff could win that tomorrow. But, yeah, she's got, Venus has got Corey Goff in round one, and then either Magdalena Rybarakova, former Wimbledon semi finalists, or Arena Sabalenka. It doesn't yeah. get any easier, does no, it? And then no. Madison Keys is lurking in round three, potentially.
0: And about Kennan, who is in this area, too, I mean, it's, well, it she just is, keeps yeah. on going. But you know what, going back to uh, Coco uh, Goff, I mean, 15 years old and three months. Williams 39 years old and it's like 23 years and 9 months separates those two women. I mean think about it it's two decade more than two decade that means it's 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 almost like it's like looking for Coco Goff as she was not even grow, growing up with with William she saw them after because she was so young you know what I'm saying yeah like yeah, it's, yeah. And, and the luck that she has that they're still in the game and she still can relate and if if it wasn't for those two she would never even play tennis because of exactly. and, and all you know the you know African-American who played this game and and uh I mean it, it's it I think it's it's history on itself right there and the fact that they're playing each other in the first round it's just beautiful i love it
1: it's, it's a wonderful moment beautiful. and, and, and cory goff was so excited when the draw came out she was like i get to play my heroine yeah especially one she didn't some. even
0: know that she was in the college ah, draw you know that she didn't know she yeah. was in the college draw she was called like uh the wednesday or something like at the last minute gets she got a wall card i believe and got into the in the draw and I mean, she's the the youngest of the Open era to qualify in the main draw. And uh, after she qualified, she took a, a science exam because she's doing, you know, obviously <laughs> correspondence school. Wow. I mean, it's yeah, it's like out of It's crazy, <laughs> crazy, but great story again. And uh, yes, you're right. It would be an amazing win for Coco uh, Goff if she was able to uh, to really beat one of her idol.
1: Well, it, also not far away in their half of the draw, uh, Naomi Osaka, of course, the number two seed, starting against Yulia Putintseva. But in her section of the draw, Yastremska and Camilla Georgi. What a match that is, by the way, to start off in round one. And the winner of that plays Sophia Kennan, who we've talked about earlier, and Astra Sharma, who will be a danger on grass. She has a huge serve. She's a fantastic doubles player. She's had a really good year this year. I've seen her play a couple of times. She got to the final, didn't she, in South America in Bogota. Yep, yep. And um, I think she played Kennan there, didn't she? So, So, and I think Kenan just pipped her in a very high-quality encounter. So no no matches are easy at Wimbledon, they never are. But Caroline Garcia, by the way, also down in that little section too. So there are plenty of people waiting to trip up Naomi Osaka, who, yeah. who is not in my conversation, I don't think, for a Wimbledon title this year.
0: Yeah, no, I don't think either. I mean, I actually think that there's going to be an upset with Puntin Seva beating Osaka in the first round. I, I think there's a
1: distinct possibility I went
0: for it and then uh, you know Puntinseva playing I would think Canon in the, in the third round Canon going through I see Garcia getting through bozniaki and playing against Canon but I see Canon winning that one uh, I see an Azarenka keys uh, on the fourth round and then uh, keys uh, coming through in the quarters against Canon but I think Canon will beat keys and that would be a you semifinal canon plishkova
1: and what about Amanda andisimova? What a Grand Slam record she's had Yep.
0: Yeah, she's there. She's in the she's picture. She's
1: lurking with intent, isn't she? As well, she's someone we haven't really mentioned, but yeah. she could do some big damage, couldn't she?
0: Yeah, but I think it's uh, the first time that she comes as really a name into uh, into it, and uh, I'm I'm not seeing her doing you know as much in this uh, in this one uh, as well as on on clay to me. I don't know if she can be as good on grass. Okay, so. My pick? Go. <laughs> well, <laughs> as I said, semi-final, Pliskova, Cannon on the bottom of the half draw. And then uh, Williams, uh, Bertens in the upper draw. And I see Bertens coming through against Pliskova. And I give Pliskova as the winner.
1: Do you? Voilà. Well, ironically, Pliskova and Bertens were going to be my two picks as well. So if you have, to, if I had to go for one of them, I'm going to go Bertens.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: She was my girl at the French so, Open, and and she couldn't obviously take uh, the active part in the tournament that she would have wanted because of illness. But I think she's fully recovered and raring to go. And laid down a marker last year at Wooden with that quarterfinal run, and I think she's ready to go even right. deeper this year. So she's my pick.
0: So you don't think Barty will do it? Um. You're going, for, you're going with Burton's. I'm not going to ask you that question, but listen, I did something. It's else. so
1: hard. Yeah, it's yesterday so hard. I was
0: I was on my spare time. Uh, I looked at some some stats, and the last time a player won Birg- Birmingham and Wimbledon was in 2004, and it was 15 years ago, and that was Maria Sharapova. Okay. Wow. Then okay. in Eastbourne, okay, the last time that a player won Eastbourne and then Wimbledon behind it was the late uh, Jana Novotna in 1998 21 wow. years ago.
1: So yeah, the odds see,
0: the odds are not uh, in their favor.
1: <laughs> it's almost like you want to have a good couple of batches in in Eastbourne because it's so close to Wimbledon of course. But not and, go too deep. <laughs> but not go too deep.
0: Although <laughs> so, Although you, you look know, at you the know, yeah. you look at the past, okay, and Martina Virchlova was like the queen of winning Eastbourne and then Wimbledon behind it. She did it from 1982 to 1986 one is born she was just the queen on the grass
1: wasn't she that's true
0: uh, an unbelievable
1: athlete
0: so yeah well should Um, I add lefty that was a little bit of a help anyhow we're not going to go to the advantage of the lefty again because I think people are so tired of hearing me say that (laughs) Uh, but in any event and you know we haven't talked talking about lefty about Kvitova because she's dormant here we don't know anything about Kvitova we don't know how our arm Uh, is doing we don't know how she's feeling we don't know squat about Kvitova but let me just tell you If there is one outsider out there, she's it. Because we have no clue about anything. And uh, she's been there, done that. And as a lefty has potential to win this tournament uh, like no other. So it would be interesting. I see her actually losing to Mladenovic in the second round. Oh, okay. But
1: Well, she's you one never of those players when she gets streaky, <laughs> when she gets hot, she's unplayable, as Eugenie yeah. Bouchard will no doubt remember painfully from the Wimbledon final of 2014, I think it was. When right. She was wow. unplayable. Painful. Lights out tennis. Yeah.
0: Also, last Aussie to win Wimbledon, even Collie, How uh, special is that, or how special would that be if uh, if Barty was able to uh, to win it, because. Uh, even wanted it in 1980, almost 40 years ago. That's 39 to be exact. So can Ash Barty do it and uh, emulate her uh, mentor or friend? And uh, that would be fantastic. I mean, I would love nothing else but that, to tell you the truth. But I don't think that's going to happen this year for the on, uh, on the grass. Well, we're
1: going to find out Shortly enough, my friend, aren't we? Well, now you're not here this time, but you are going to be at the U.S. Open, where I'm going to be also.
0: Yeah, and that's where we're going to have our next one. But before we finish, how about talking about the mixed double? <laughs> Andy Murray oh, looking Andy Murray. for a partner. Are you ready? Do you have a racket, Sue? Because I'm in. Oh my goodness! Well, <laughs> everybody if else I is I in. I hadn't
1: pulled a calf muscle yesterday, Sophie. Playing oh, okay, football, so. I would have been all over. Oh, that. Um, too no! Bad. I think I think she did the right thing, Ash Barty. Oh, totally. It must have been tough, but she's a real contender in the singles doubles she's going to play with vika again and they are a formidable pair and you just don't have enough hours in the day to play all three events
0: i know and, but and- you know what i love is the fact that she is such a normal person she's not good she's normal she would never break a commitment and she you know many players would have broken that commitment to play do- women's doubles with with a player and say hey listen i have a chance to play with with andy uh, can we can you find another partner yeah. Oh, and she would not do She's that. And that was so evident woman. to me. And I think I think Andy Murray respected that really, without yeah. a doubt. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I, just, I just think that Andy Murray, and I'm going to go towards the side of his team saying, you know what, do not play mixed doubles. And I'm going to tell you what. Yeah,
1: they're starting to say that. Yeah, yeah well, Delgado said,
0: don't play. You have now a metal hip that is working well. You're in no pain after, you know, after this, incredible run that you had at Queens winning doubles with Lopez and I'm thinking, okay, why would you take a chance? If it was two out of three sets in men's doubles, i say go for it but it's three out of five sets, it's totally different it's a lot of pressure, it's a lot of adrenaline it's Wimbledon, it's home turf it's I'm back, it's uh, I might be back to play singles this summer, don't screw it yeah, up
1: don't do it,
0: yeah. no I agree so I think You're that's right. what the decision is going to be after. after decision, I think it's great that nobody said yes to him Because I think he has a way out now to say, you know what, I'm going to listen to my team. And I think that would be the wise thing to do.
1: Yeah, I agree with you 100%. It would be the best thing for him to do.
0: Yeah.
1: But it's all going to unfold, so isn't it, over the next two weeks? I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm so so excited.
0: um, I'm I'm excited because I am not working in a sense, but I'm not excited because I would love to be there. But I'm excited because I'm going to watch it from here. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to send you a few texts saying, hey, I'm on my boat. I hope everything is well for you. (laughs) And. uh, Yes. Lucky me, lucky me, lucky
1: me, route. lucky me. Yep. So well, we will do that. We will speak obviously during the championships. So and then I'm going to see you very soon at the U.S. Open, which I cannot wait for because I've never actually been at the U.S. Open in person. I've covered it from afar before, but never there. So you're going to show me the sights around Flushing Meadows and that's when we're going to get together and do our next podcast, isn't
0: it? Yeah, I'd love to. Maybe we can do a, a post uh, Wimbledon at some point uh, and then, oh, you yeah, know, let's do yeah, let's do that after Wimbledon if you're not too tired and <laughs> if you have a little time, but uh, let's see how it goes. But, okay, you know, from all of us, this was, this was fun once again with you, Sue uh, Thurl. I really enjoyed loved it.
1: it. I've loved it too, darling. And let's see how our tips go. Hey, because, um, you were on the money at the French Open. Let's just see if we can continue our hot streak, Sophie Amiak, in terms of tipping Grand Slam champions. We wait and we wonder, and we will see, of course, over the course of the next fortnight. So um, it's been a joy talking to you, my lovely one. I And know. we're going to talk together again very soon, in maybe two or three weeks' time after the, after the Wimbledon Championships, and we'll look ahead to the U.S. Open swing.
0: Fabulous
1: well look lovely thank you so much thank you to all of you for listening as well i hope you've really enjoyed it we as always don't we so have a ball but from me sue fell and from you
0: Sophie Amjak,
1: we will see you again au revoir